Welcome, I'm Linda Cullerton, and this is the Free From OCD podcast. Learn how you can become free from OCD without medication. Let me empower you to transform your mental health. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first podcast of 2024. And in today's episode, I'm going to talk about my journey with a topic called trichotillomania. Even saying that is a challenge. And for anyone that doesn't know, trichotillomania is when someone cannot resist the urge to pull out their hair. That can be hair from their head, their eyelashes, eyebrows, chin, legs, pubic hair, anywhere where there's hair in the body. And for me, it was plucking hair for my chin. This started when I was in college. Um, I had noticed that I had a hair on my chin. And one day, I got a tweezers and I plucked the hair. As a woman, nobody wants to have hair on their chin. So it was like a natural thing to do. But I didn't realise that I kept progressively going for that tweezers to pluck more and more hair. And the more hair I plucked, the more hair would grow back. This became like a tool I would use when I was distressed. When I had difficulty maybe making a decision, when I had a lot of racing thoughts, when I had just a general sense of overwhelm internally, I would pluck the hair off my chin. And at the start, it seemed like a natural thing just to do. But actually, it became a problem. Because the more and more times I spent plucking the hair, the more and more self-loathing, shame, and just a sense of feeling down due to what I was doing. Because ultimately, I was like harming myself. My chin became very red. Sometimes it would bleed. But I couldn't resist the urge to pluck the hair and there was times where you know when I was very stressed or I was worried about something I could pluck hair on my chin for hours and I literally would go into a trance state where hours could go by and I was sitting there with the tweezers plucking the hair. It's a very very distressing mental health issue. It's very hidden Because for me, I would spend hours in my room doing it. And nobody knew. And with that came shame. Shame feeling like, why am I doing this? I don't want to do this. But I couldn't help not doing it. It was just a compulsive behaviour to do this. And in my opinion, this is a self-soothing coping mechanism. It's a coping mechanism for when we feel unease internally. Now, on the outside, there mightn't be anything where we can say, well, there's a problem here, or I need to fix this. It's just a sense of unease within the body, a sense of distress. But even at times, I noticed that I wouldn't just do it when I was stressed, I would also do it when I was just bored. Why? Because that sense of unease was always with me. And my way to cope through that unease was to pluck the hair. And as strange as it might sound, I got some relief. 
So it would just make me feel relaxed. It would just make me feel okay. But unfortunately, them feelings would come up again and I was back plucking the hair. It's a very, very distressing thing to do because ultimately I feel like I was self-harming myself. My chin was really red. I was really embarrassed then because I had a red chin. Sometimes my chin would bleed. And as much as I tried from willpower to stop doing this, which I did, I still kept going back to do it. I even would get rid of tweezers. And my friend would hide my, the tweezers so that I wouldn't do it. But I'd just go and find one. I'd go out and buy one and I'd be doing it again. And this went on for many years. Sometimes it was okay and other times it was worse. But it was still there. It was still my tool to use. And we all have many different coping mechanisms in our life. And for me, this obviously is a coping mechanism, but a very unhealthy one. Because I was inflicting... While I was getting relief, I was still inflicting kind of pain and self-loathing and shame on myself. And these emotions that were already there were just more and more magnified. And for anyone out there that's listening, I completely empathize and I sympathize. Because it's a very, very hidden thing that we can do. It's very, very hidden. Nobody can know about it until it starts showing up in our body. Where for me, it was like really red chin, sometimes bleeding a little bit. For others, it could be bald patches on their head. And we try to cover that up because we feel so much shame by what we're doing. But but then we can't stop it. Willpower will not stop this. I've tried so many times. And and we'll notice that, and you may notice if you're listening to this and you have suffered with this or you've had suffered with this, is that you keep going back to do it. Because inevitably life is going to be stressful. But it's first and foremost the, the, the stress that's internally in the body that needs to be healed in order for us to release this compulsive behavior. So as I kept doing this, I kept doing this, it kind of changed for me into having obsessive intrusive thoughts, which then kind of, that changed. I wasn't so much focused on that. Now I did still do it, but then I was focused on, oh my God, why am I thinking these obsessive intrusive thoughts? And I was constantly reliving with this kind of, traumatized feeling in my body and what I have noticed and what I've over time of healing is that all of this all of these diagnoses they're just coping behaviors soothing behaviors for repressed emotion that's really stored within the psyche and within the body ultimately within the unconscious that's been expressed through all this sense of unease and discomfort. And we have to find a way to self-soothe. And we do that through these behaviours. So it's a very distressing place to be in. It's very hidden. But I want you to know that you're not alone. This is a very, very common thing. 
And the more that we can speak about this and share about this, the more that we can come together and heal through this. It's very possible to heal through this. We can learn to release this repressed emotion. Many different tools that we can use. But by only treating the symptom, i.e. the pulling of the hair, it's going to be very difficult because we're trying to constantly use willpower. And willpower will only get us so far. Repressed emotion will always, always outweigh willpower because the emotion is going to drive our behaviour. And for me, the urge to pull hair was automatic. It became just a natural thing to do. I couldn't stop it, no matter how much I tried. And I had tried so many times. And then when I went back to do it, I felt really bad about myself. So this was a constant cycle of not wanting to do it, logically, but the emotion drove me to do it and then feeling shame and more shame about myself. So when we understand that when we can release this repressed emotion, we don't need to know where it came from. We know it's through our background, our past experiences. But we'll just look at the present. And how do I feel when I do this? Okay, I feel relief. But what is the feeling before I even go to do that? Overwhelm, maybe shame about the self, self-loathing procrastination and when we can release that through many different modalities and for me what really had to shift this was specific breath work because I had developed then what you call obsessive compulsive disorder which trichotillomania fits under that category and when I learned to heal that through specific breath work that learns to regulate my nervous system Every day, learning to regulate my nervous system so it's not constantly going into that default state. And also, I start bringing in trauma release practices to release this emotion from my body. And what happened over time is that, and it was a long time, but it happened, was that my body started to feel more at ease. This sense of discomfort internally wasn't as dominant And I didn't feel the need to constantly have to reach out for that tweezers, to constantly have to pull the hair. And it started, over time, getting progressively better. Why? Because I felt more at ease internally. So if I feel more at ease internally, I do not need to self-soothe. We only self-soothe when there's unease internally. And if we can really understand this, it makes healing such, you know, a profound possibility that we're not bound by these behaviours for life. And when we understand they are a coping mechanism to what? To a sense of unease, to this deep emotional distress that we have internally. Therefore, we're going to go and treat the emotional distress as opposed to just trying to treat the symptom. Because I've tried to treat the symptoms for many, many years and it it only got me, you know, short-term relief, if any. 
because I go through cycles and maybe you can resonate where, okay, I can do this. Yeah, I haven't done it for so long. I haven't plucked for so long. But then I go through this stressful period and all these feelings just start flooding my body and I'm back doing the self-soothing. We all self-soothe through many, many different ways. Some healthy, some unhealthy and some very, very distressing because ultimately it feels like we're harming ourselves because we're trying to we're trying to regulate our emotions through this behavior so if you're right there today and you're listening to this i really want to resonate and um share my compassion and sympathy with you and empathize because i know how distressing it is and i know how alone you can feel and i also know how much shame you can feel because it's so hidden and for me, I would have spent hours in my room doing this. But ultimately, I was feeling really, really kind of sad, really kind of shameful and really distressed internally. So the number one message is it's not your fault. So please release that and know that this is just the way that you learn to cope. Number two Understand that there is a way to heal this. And if you can refrain as much as possible from looking at the symptoms of the self-soothing and trying to change it through willpower and actually go through a healing modality, things will start to change for you, as they have for me. I'm very grateful to this day to say that I no longer pluck my hair or my chin and it's something that I've had to learn to accept that this is what I've done because of how I felt and actually show compassion to myself. We're suffering when we're doing this to ourselves. It's not our fault. It's just the emotion is so overwhelming that that's our way to cope. But healing is 100% possible. When you treat the repressed emotion, when you learn to release this and learn to regulate the nervous system on a consistent basis. All these behaviours will start to fall away, whether that is um, pulling hair, that is doing any compulsive behaviour. We're always doing a compulsive behaviour because it helps to feel, it helps us to cope basically, it helps us to feel okay momentarily. But it's only a short-term fix and we're back doing it again. And I know with trichotillomania, there may not be so much awareness around this. But it's very, very common. It's common with kids, adults. There's no specific criteria who it fits with. But I do want you to know and I want to share this message of hope that there is a way through this. It is possible. Healing is 100% possible, but it starts with healing. Healing is not about fixing and getting rid of. It's about really releasing what we're holding on to. Releasing this in a very deep, profound practices and also starting bringing in some compassion and care for ourselves and understanding it's okay if we can't resist it for now. It's okay if we slip. It's okay if 
if there's days that we just cannot stop doing it. It is okay. But the more you focus on healing this, the more that them days are going to become less. And how liberating that is to not have to feel like you have to do this to cope. How liberating it is to find other modalities to cope that are healthy, that are not self-harming, that are really deep, profound healing at the body level and starts changing how we feel internally in the body. It's possible for us to start feeling at ease within ourselves and feel okay within ourselves. It doesn't mean I'm never going to feel anxious. It doesn't mean I'm never going to feel stressed. It's just how am I going to cope with that changes? I'll find other modalities to use to help me cope with life and with this internal conflict that we can have inside. And when we release this internal conflict, things start to improve, not just on the external, but in the internal. It has to start first with the internal. And we all deserve to feel at ease within our bodies. That's a birthright to actually feel at ease. So this is my story. It's a very vulnerable story because it's something that I've held shame about for so long. Um, but I think it's important to share because we're more, we've more things in common than we have not in common. We've actually more things in common. So many people suffer with this. And when we speak up and we share about it, we can come together and heal together. You're not alone and healing doesn't have to be done on your own. I do believe in having a community where we can inspire and grow together and heal together. And it gives us, you know, it gives us hope to know that, wow, there is someone out there that actually had the same thing and they feel a lot better today. So this is my story. I hope it helps you wherever you're listening to it today. Please share it with anyone you feel like will benefit because I said so many people suffer with this but they suffer in silence and when we suffer in silence it can be very difficult for us to ever feel like there's hope because we're on our own but when we know there's even another one other person that actually has been through what we've been through it just makes it like the light has shined on top of us and it makes it the light shine on what's possible for me too so in saying that, I'm opening up a space and a program for people that have that suffer with what's diagnosed as trichotillomania. But ultimately, with all diagnosis, we go to the root of it all, which is repressed emotion, which is some trauma we're holding internally. And when we learn to heal that, everything is possible. So thank you for listening. I hope you find it helpful. Um, I will leave a link below where you're free to book a free consultation to have a chat to see where you are on your journey with this and how I can help. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Free From OCD podcast. Let's share this message of hope and inspiration that you can become free from OCD. To learn more about me, visit my website, www.theocdexpert.com. This is the channel 
that makes the impossible possible.